Hello and welcome to the fifth installment of my series, Diabetes Pro Tip. Today, in this short but very important episode, Jenny Smith and I are going to talk all about how to manipulate your basal insulin. Jennifer Smith has a bachelor's degree in human nutrition and biology from the University of Wisconsin. She's a registered and licensed dietitian, a certified diabetes educator, and a certified trainer on most makes and models of insulin pumps and continuous glucose monitoring systems. I first met Jenny when I had her on the podcast back in episode 37, an episode called Jenny Smith, Diabetes Guru. I had her back in episode 105, and she and I talked all about A1Cs, really breaking down what they meant, what was important about them, and what wasn't. One day I just had this idea to bring Jenny back on to talk about all the concepts that we talk about here on the podcast, but real granularly, just, you know, really break down ideas in a way that I thought you guys could absorb and remember and share and revisit. And that's what this series has been. Hopefully you've been enjoying it. This is the fifth installment of the Diabetes Pro Tip series with Jenny Smith, CDE. And please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise, and to always consult a physician before making changes to your medical plan or becoming bold with insulin. Temporary basal rates do a number of different amazing things. Lots and lots compared to what your doctor told you. Yes. And, and so here's how I always think about it. Uh, about basal rates in general. It is bizarre for us to think that we can set up a static basal rate that will always work at 2 p.m. for the rest of this week or this month or our lives, right? It's just an odd statement. I don't have diabetes. My blood sugar varies based on what's happening in my body or what I eat. And I bet you, even though I have no medical training whatsoever, that my body is more aggressive with the amount of background insulin that I get, the amount of force it pushes on my blood sugar at different times. Because it's got natural compensation. Yes. And I think that 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 piece about about basils is also really, really, really important for women. Right. Okay. Yes. Because of their periods. Or by the way, now I've been told not to say uh, lady time by people that I should, say, I should say period. So then I went lady. back to period to make that person happy. Then I got a beautiful note from somebody the other day who said, I think lady time is delightful. And I'm like, I can't win, but that's not the point. <laughs> so the, so, so here's a couple of, of, of ideas. We get Chinese food coming into the house, right? Or uh -huh. pizza or something that's high carb that breaks down slowly in your system. Okay. My pre-bolus for Chinese food is this. Temp basal increase 95% for two hours. Boom. I start right there. Then I get a healthy pre-bolus in, you know, and I start the, I want a, a decline when, when Arden starts eating her food. Uh, Chinese is a good example because it's not, it's simple sugars and complex carbs at the same time, right? So the coating on the meat might have a lot of sugar in it. Like the sauces. Hit you, hit you, the sauces will hit you quickly. But that rice could sit in your system forever and take hours and hours and hours to, to break down and to go away. So I think of it as carpet bombing insulin. I want, to, <laughs> I want to cover the entirety of the timeline that this food is going to have impact on Arden with an increased basal insulin. It, it, I, I would also use an increased basal insulin when Arden's hormones are affecting her. 
Yeah. We just got done doing that this week. There was a day and a half where Arden ran a temp basil increase of 80% for two days straight. Yep. Two yep. days straight. Yep. If your basil's not right, your boluses aren't going to work, right? Because you're just replacing basil with your boluses. So even again, you count your carbs 100% right. But if your basal insulin is set at, let's say, a unit, but it should be at two units, then when you make a bolus for a three-unit snack, the first unit of it is only covering the basal you don't have. Plus, you haven't had enough basal leading up to that, so you're probably insulin-resistant and having a higher blood sugar to begin with. None of this works without basal. When people come to me and say, oh, my God, look at my roller coaster. I'm 60. I'm 400. I'm blah, blah. The first thing I say is, okay, let's get your basals right. Mm-hmm. If your basils aren't right, the rest of it doesn't work. Right. And temporary basils then are not going to work either because they're exactly. working off of a setting that's not that's not right to begin with. Yep. I, 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 inevitably, while I'm talking about basils with people, they say, well, what about my insulin to carb ratio? And I went, that's not even worth thinking about until right we have your basils right. So now you can think about basal insulin as basal insulin used um, you know, in the normal course of your day to keep your body function low when you don't have any food. In. But if you really start to think about them around food, that's when they become incredibly powerful. Yes. Right? And so there's also a time where, like I, I alluded to before, you can bump and nudge with basils, right? So yes. not only can you create a, a, a hard basil that helps you with carb-heavy meals, but you can look at a blood sugar that's 80, you haven't had insulin for hours, and then suddenly it drifts to 75, and it sits there for a little bit. And instead of feeding that 75, you can temp basil back. So temp basils, yes. unlike the, you know, when I think about the, the tug of war with, with pre-bolusing, basils I think of this way. I imagine if you and I put our hands out, stood up and put our hands together, our palm to palm, and we pushed equal amounts on each other. That's, you don't fall back, I don't fall back. That's a perfect basal rate. Right. Now, there might be a situation where my, my blood sugar is starting to fall. So I need the body function to push a little more. So I, I take a little power away from the basal, which allows yeah. me to push up. Same thing if I'm at a 90 that's going to a 95 and it's creeping up. But a bolus is definitely, even a tiny bolus is going to make me low later. I might just do a temp basal increase to stop that kind of creeping. Yep. This all occurred to me when I interviewed someone about artificial pancreas, and they told me that most of the adjustments that an artificial pancreas makes is through basal insulin. Yes. Not through boluses. A hundred percent. If you're doing anything within um, the looping community, the do-it-yourself insulin pumps, um, either open APS or loop or Android APS or whatever, that is, that's the gist of the algorithm. It is most of, most of the incremental adjustments based on the trend in glucose are being done by positive and negative, what's called temping. You get a bit of a bump up, you get a bit of a bump down, you get a bit of a bump up, and it's all being based on your current basal setting. Right. Right. But the incremental ups and downs are what keep you stable. This past week, I visited the Omnipod headquarters in Massachusetts, where they've just moved their production facility. It's about to go live, and I got to tour the floor where your Omnipods are going to be made from now on. Right here in America, right in Massachusetts. I want you to know that what I witnessed in Massachusetts on that assembly line 
It didn't just renew my excitement about Omnipod, it shot me over the moon. The accomplishment of bringing a production like that into one facility, putting it under your roof, that showed me a real commitment to the people living with type 1 diabetes. Right? This isn't being made overseas somewhere or, you know, in a bunch of different factories. It's all right there at the Omnipod headquarters. And it's state-of-the-art and absolutely stunning. This is a company who is behind you for the long haul. I believed it before, but I believe it even more now. Here's what you want to do. Go to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox or click on the links in your show notes or at juiceboxpodcast.com. When you get there, request a free experience kit. That's right. A peck, a pod experience kit. Omnipod's going to send you a pod that is an exact replica of the one you'll get when you start using the product for real. But this one's non-functioning, and so it's safe to wear for you to try out. You'll be able to find out if you like it, where you want to wear it, and you'll notice how, after you've had it on for a little while, you don't even remember that it's there. MyOmnipod.com forward slash juicebox. The links in your show notes are juiceboxpodcast.com. The Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor gives you a complete picture of your glucose, showing you where it's going and how fast it's getting there. There can be nothing more important. The Dexcom G6 also eliminates finger sticks for calibration, diabetes treatment decisions, and diabetes management. It also has an automatic inserter. Like it just, you know, you stick it on and you push the button and the next thing you know, you're wearing it. Now you can use the Dexcom receiver to get the information from your transmitter, but for those of you who enjoy using your cell phone, it works great with iPhone and Android as well. The last little thing about Dexcom isn't so little. How about the share and follow features? Also for Android and iPhone, your loved ones can follow your blood sugar anywhere in the world. And if you're the parent or a caregiver of someone with type 1 diabetes, you can be watching their blood sugar as well. You want to know what Arden's blood sugar is right now? It's 82. Just glanced up and saw it, just like that. Now, my results are mine and yours may vary, but my daughter's A1C has been between 5.2 and 6.2 for over five solid years. The decisions we make about how to give my daughter insulin and when to give it to her come directly from the data that comes from the Dexcom G6. And I don't know if you know this or not, but my daughter does not have one dietary restriction. Those numbers are accomplished through waffles, just as well as through salads, through burgers, just as well as through zucchini. It doesn't matter. Anything that impacts my daughter's blood sugar, that impact is shown to me by the Dexcom G6. And then I make good decisions. You want to make some good decisions? Go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box and get started today. That's the best decision you're ever going to make. So when I talk about bumping and nudging, which is going to come up in the future a little more, it's the idea that if you don't use too much insulin, it can't cause a wide swing. Correct. Right? So bumping a 120 diagonal up back to 90 takes a smaller amount of insulin than ignoring your blood sugar till it gets to 180. Now you're putting in a bunch of insulin, it becomes mistimed and you get low later. So using these little bumps just makes sense that you can accomplish yes. that with temp basils. Again, remember temp basils don't start working right away. You can't save yourself of a 65 one arrow down with a temp basil. No. That's a no. Ju- that's juice time. Right, Correct. right. But but a, but a 70 that's drifting low and has no impact from insulin really could be 
saved with a it could be saved and it might and maybe it won't be but you try and figure out for yourself maybe that'll end up being a 90 that's drifting low that you'll eventually use temp basils for Mm -hmm. but they are they are such an important tool and if you're not using them you're missing out um i i'll say it here i'll say it again an insulin pump is not just a way to get less injections it's also a way to be able to give yourself micro boluses to be able to manipulate your basal insulin, to be able to manipulate your boluses to spread them out. It, these tools are are vital. So please tell me, and I know you and I are short on time here, but tell me okay. how you talk about temp basaling with people. Like where do you where do you really focus in on on education about it? So I, we, I, and I usually really, really focus in on all of the scenarios that are likely co- to come up where temporary basal is really a, an important piece of management. That that bumping and nudging that you talk about, you mm-hmm. know, unfortunately, most people are only taught about exercise and the benefit of temporary basal. Mm-hmm. And they're usually told, well, just, you know, just set it for 0% or turn your basal off during that time. Well, that's, incorrect to begin with, but um, exercise is one of many reasons that you may want to change your basal for a, a, you know, a duration of time. Illness, um, a woman's menstrual cycle or that woman's time of the month or whatever you're going to call it, (laughs) that time you're going to definitely need temporary basal. You're going to need it for sedentary days. I I can go to a conference where I'm literally sitting for eight hours. Mm -hmm. And while I might be walking between conference rooms, the sitting and sedentary, I need a 25% increase in my basal in order to not run high that whole day. I've figured that out, right? Um, I've figured out what I need to do to take a five-mile run versus a 12-mile run, Mm -hmm. temporary basal changes. Um, I've figured out what to do for different kinds of illness. A stomach bug may require a decrease. An illness like a sinus infection or a bronchial infection may require an increase. even even temporary basil around food, like you mentioned before with the Chinese, mm-hmm. high fat food. Yes. A hundred percent requires knowledge of using temporary basil because I know we'll talk about extended boluses and things a little bit too, but temporary basil for high fat, man, fat can affect you eight to 12 hours after you're done eating it. And it keeps you high. And you may go to bed with an awesome looking blood sugar thinking, ah, man, I nailed that. I really got it. And what do you get? An alarm at two o'clock in the morning where you're 300 and yeah. you're like, what happened? Exactly. <laughs> and those are the examples, by the way, when you can't say to yourself, oh, well, that's just diabetes. It's not just diabetes. It's, not. it's you didn't use the insulin right. And so right. every time you think diabetes is just this, this, you know, magic fairy that runs around messing with you, it's something happened. Like you might not know what it is in that moment, but something happened and you can figure out what those somethings are and stop them. And there's a great example, high fat. You might need a temp basal increase that goes on for hours and hours later. And maybe maybe high fat, 50% at least 50% increase for at least six to eight hours after the meal. Right. Right. It's just, it's, I know it's a little mind numbing to think that, but that's a lot to think about. But I, I want to, I think now is a great place to say this. As much as we're breaking things down and really stretching them out so you can see the tiniest little aspects of these ideas, for people who understand them, I will speak for myself. I do not think about diabetes that frequently during the day. This stuff just kind of happens. I know that sounds crazy. 
but I look at a plate and I go, okay, here's what this needs. And yep. if, and if I miss, I readjust, but, but I don't spend a lot of time, of course, aside of this podcast, but I don't, we don't say the word diabetes in our house very frequently, I guess is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Uh, we're not always fighting and, and, you know, scary lows and, oh my gosh, she's been high for three hours. Like that doesn't happen around here. Right. And, and you can live that life too, by understanding how insulin works. Isn't Jenny terrific? You know who else is pretty great? Omnipod and Dexcom. Go to myomnipod.com forward slash juice box to get your pod experience kit today. That's right. A free, no obligation demo of the Omnipod is yours to have by going to myomnipod.com forward slash juice box. You want to make these great adjustments? You're probably going to need a CGM. I recommend the G6 by Dexcom. Go to dexcom.com forward slash juice box to find out more. These links are also available in the show notes of your podcast player or at juiceboxpodcast.com. I put three episodes out this week. This one, pre-bolusing, and the next one, insulin pumping. Don't forget, get all three. This Diabetes Pro Tip series was designed to be listened to in order, so if you're finding this one, go back. Work your way through them. They build a narrative around type 1 diabetes. Coming up next month, using your glucose monitor, bumping and nudging, and more. You can hire Jenny at integrateddiabetes.com. Instead of me talking to her, you could be talking to her. You could get Jenny on the phone or by Skype through FaceTime. She talks to her clients in many different ways. Bring up the things that you're struggling with, and Jenny will help you. Go to integrateddiabetes.com to find out more about that. If you're interested in seeing me speak live and you're in the Orlando area, I'm going to be at the Touched by Type 1 event put on by Dancing for Diabetes. Just go to dancingfordiabetes.com, go to the events tab, click on Touched by Type 1. When you do, you can register to attend. This event happens on May 18th, 2019. It runs from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And there are a lot of great speakers, not just me. If it's after May 18th, please still go to dancingfordiabetes.com. They're a sponsor of the show. They do amazing work with people living with type 1 diabetes, and I would love for you to find out more about them. They're also on Facebook and Instagram.